Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Well, hello, everybody. It's time for the Brum Radio Comedy Show with me, James Cook, on, what is it, Thursday the 12th of March, 2020. It's the difficult 10th show, but we're going ahead regardless because Cobra haven't met yet and decided to ban all the fun in the world. Look, obviously, it's a serious issue. We're not making light of it. We're totally going to make light of it. Just go to any comedy club. Everybody's making light of it. Go on social media. Everybody's making light of it. Um, I've already had a gig pulled because of uh, coronavirus fears, a gig that's in um, two weeks' time in North Wales. Apparently that's going to be the epicentre. That's where it's all going to happen in two weeks' time. Stay away from there. Um, And reports coming in from comedians all around the country saying gigs are starting to be pulled. That's no good for us. First of all, we're all self-employed, so can't do anything about it. Second of all, you know, that's a lot of joy we're not bringing to the people. However, we are going to continue. We're going to persist this week with this nonsense. We're going to be talking to, among other people, uh, comedy, uh, avant-garde poet-type guy Rob Orton is going to be talking to us about his show, Time. Uh, Jess Foster Q, uh, one of my favourite shows I saw at the Edinburgh Fringe last year, talking about her show, Hench. It's going to be at the back this weekend. And hopefully very soon, uh, Garrett Millerick, who's on at the rep tonight with his show Smile. So that's this week's show. Smile, Hench, Time. That's all happening. Uh, but uh, first, uh, some appropriate music. It's the Brum Radio Comedy Show, Thursday, 12th of March, 2020, with me, James Cook, lots of uh, comedy shows happening in and around Birmingham in the next seven days. We hope. Let's see what Cobra have to say about that. But I'm pretty sure the ones tonight will go ahead. They'll go ahead, surely. Including at the Birmingham Rep tonight, a performance of his show Smile. Garrett Millerick is in town, and Garrett is kind enough to join us on the phone right now. Uh, good morning, Garrett. Good morning. How are you getting on? I'm, I'm getting on all right. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, obviously, as a hypochondriac, I'm having a lovely time with the news at the moment. Um, <laughs> the best thing to do is to uh, to not watch it. Wash your hands and don't watch the news. Yeah, or yeah, or do what I do: wash your hands, watch the news, and come up with crackpot theories on social media. It's oh right, okay, you're one of those, are you? Uh, you're contributing to that. Bit yeah, for, uh, it's hypochondriac right. Christmas at the moment, Garrett. It really is. Uh, your your show tonight that'll that's going ahead, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that absolutely is going ahead. I, I am just about to uh, to hop in a car and drive to Birmingham, so uh, I, I, I'm on board, mate. I'm, I'm coming down. Okay. Roughly, whereabouts are you now? Uh, I am in Chelmsford, in Essex. Where Chelmsford, what's that? Uh, two and a half, three hours, something like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's a nice leisurely uh, three and a half hours with a stop for a burger. <laughs> All right, it's the glamour of the road, isn't it? Garrett. Well, this is the thing. People don't realise just what a glamorous uh, glamorous thing being on tour is. Uh, I get to go up and down the, the motorways testing out the nation's service stations. What's your favourite service station? Uh, South Mims is very good. Yeah? It's got, it's, got, uh, it's got a Tesla charging port, which is of no use to me, but it makes me think of the future. So I, I, <laughs> it's the most futuristic I, of the service stations. It's the most futuristic of the services, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's very impressive. Yeah, I got to stop at T-Bay last week. 
Oh, that's is that the farm shop one? Yeah, the farm shop one up in the Lake District. Yeah, what a treat that, that is. Like I, I like properly franchised outlets. I want American <laughs> fast food garbage when I arrive. All right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want lovingly made <laughs> sandwiches. No. They've got a tea bay service station. There's a but they've got a butcher's. Who's going to a service station to get meat? Anyway, um, yeah. Never mind that. So you'll get to Birmingham uh, like in the afternoon this afternoon, will you? Yes. And what yes. Will, what will you do in the hours leading up to the show? How do you how do you spend that time? How do you get ready? Uh, I uh, to get ready for the show. I'm going to uh, go over my show notes, make sure I've got uh, got everything in order. I might go for a little walk around Birmingham. Very nice place. Yes, that's it. We like a bit of pandering. We're all we're all yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, no, Tell I, us we're I great. Do, I do. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of time for Birmingham. You've yeah. got, you've, last time I was there, you had a, a Harvey Nicks. Yeah, it's still there, I think. It's still there. I Excellent. don't know. I I clearly never go to it. Uh, but, I, yeah, I'm, I haven't uh, got the prerequisite uh, income to be allowed into the mailbox. Um, no, I'm not going to buy anything. I just look, uh, just, just like to know it's there. So. Yeah, it's good to know it's there. For, presumably <laughs> they're selling things to someone. People shipping in from certain Coalfield and Solihull, presumably. Uh, okay, so the show is called Smile. Yes. What's what's that mean then? What's that about? Um well, my, my, my previous show was called Sunflower, which I named after my favourite Beach Boys album. And then um that was uh, that was very successful. So uh, I was I was asked by the promoter and my agent what I was gonna call the next one. So I said smile as a as a joke and they went, That's great, that's very positive, that's really good and they said, Why is it called that? And I said, Because Smile was the, the album that Brian Lawson was trying to uh, to write to make his greatest achievement and uh he, fa- he failed to do so and became a drug addled recluse and they sort of stared at me i was like there's a joke in there somewhere so that sort of stuck and then it was feeling when it was first on last august it was feeling like the world was a very kind of stressed out and depressed place so uh it'd be a good idea to put a show on called smile saying that we all need a we all need a break and i was slightly worried that um that you know, maybe post election, maybe post Brexit and whatnot, that everybody would calm down a bit by the time I was taking it on tour in March. But actually, it looks like uh, people need a show called Smile now, even more than they did last August. So that's that's uh, that's that's both depressing and good as as a as a mirth bringer. You know, I, I, it's useful to me that that everybody's in such a tears at the moment. You must be delighted that the world is still a terrible place. Yeah, well, if it wasn't, I'd have to retire, wouldn't I? Yeah. Nice about. I oh, that's great about the Beach Boys albums, by the way. That's is the ne- are you going to do a Pet Sounds and uh, Wild Honey uh, and all that? I, I'm not. The thing is, if you're going to name Pet Sounds, people will show up um, expecting it to be about Pet Sounds. I did a show a couple of years ago called "A Selection of Things I've Said to Taxi Drivers," and um, this this old man came along about 15 days into the run. And uh, looked really disappointed at the end and came up to me and said, what happened to the taxis? And I said, oh, it's not about taxis. It's just a joke about the tone. And it was expecting taxis. Aww. Yeah, so you don't want to, I think, you know, there's nothing in the show about the Beach Boys. Okay. So, Hey, maybe you'll get loads of dentists show up tonight. uh, I I, I don't mind. I'll play to anyone. I'll play to anyone. If, (laughs) uh, If there are dentists listening... And you go because I, I do actually I hear that dentistry is a very depressing um, uh, depression uh, uh, profession rather. Um, so 
dentists who are in need of a of a laugh, please do don't feel alienated. Come down; it is for you. Yeah, as much uh, as anyone else. We've got a big uh, listener base amongst the dentist community. I should think you do. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a comedy show in the morning. Exactly. Um, it will be on in some dental surgery right now, presumably. Excellent. Uh, and uh, you had uh, you've had quite an exciting uh, time recently. Uh, yes. You were on the Conan O'Brien show in America. I did. I went all the way to Hollywood to be on the television. That um, is so cool, man. What? So how did that? How does that work? What, how did that happen? I'm not saying it's. Uh, I'm not. I don't mean the kind of. How did that happen? I mean, it, yeah. They choose the best of the best. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that happens. Um, the uh, the the producer of the show um, uh, saw me and and. Uh, and asked me if I would like to come over to Hollywood and uh, be on the Conan O'Brien show. So I, I was like, yeah, I, I absolutely would. That would be great fun. Do you think many people was. say no to that offer in Britain? It would be an odd thing to say no to, wouldn't it? Um, We'd be like, well, actually, I'm supposed to be doing an opening 20 in Wolverhampton that night. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, uh, they're relaunching Jonglers uh, service <laughs> station. Yeah, at South Mims, though, so, you know, it's going to be good. Uh, all right, so you got to go to Hollywood. Um, so, do, do, you, do you get to meet Conan before and, and anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I met Conan and Andy, and uh, we uh, the, the, it shoots in uh, in Warner Brothers in Burbank. So, it, it's like right across the road from it is the Friends stage, and then just up the the top of the road there's, there's the Friends fountain, and then if you if you look just to the right of the Conan offices it's the Pink Floyd which you were here album cover so the whole thing was like you know for a for a, a British man from Reading it was it was quite mind-blowing to go over there and it's, it's when you arrive there it's very like this is Hollywood like they've got the sign on the hill and everything to really let you know that you're there that's actually there it is actually there amazing yeah. there's lots of things like that sort of walking around uh, Hollywood going oh that's there so I went to the uh, Pacific Cinerama Theatre, and we went up where they put all their their hands in the concrete up the up the street by Man's Chinese Theatre and stuff. It was uh, it was awesome. Ah, oh, terrific! And you say the Friends stage? Yeah, is so where they shot Friends. Yeah. Is that still there? Yeah, they don't knock the buildings down after they finish the program. No, they but like the set is it still there? I'm I've got no, a theory because no, I keep seeing episodes of Friends on TV that I've never right. seen before. I think they're secretly still making them. No, there's just there's just an eye-watering amount of them. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that goes that yeah. conspiracy theory then. Yeah, I'm sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the, the set's not still there. There's just a plaque on the wall. The um, the fountain is still there though. So if you wanted to go over and uh, and check that out, you get, get see if, see about getting booked on the Conan O'Brien show, and then you can just literally walk out of the building. And it's yeah. There. That, I mean, that's yeah. very much something that, that my mum would say to me. It's like, you should go and get on the Conan O'Brien show. Well, what I, I like know. to do, oh, I'm yeah. sort of concentrating all of my... I've got a, I've got a new album out um, of my last show, Sunflower, which is uh, which is on Spotify and Apple Music stuff, but it's been released by a US record uh, company. So what I'm attempting to do at the moment is to get a series of very high-profile American credits and then tour exclusively in Britain. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I, I I like to have been on American television programs that are very high profile that no one in Britain will have seen, and then come back and talk to regional comedy radio programs about <laughs> being on the programs yeah. in order to sell tickets to the show, as opposed to anyone actually having seen the program. 
it's, but, it's, uh, it's, it's novel and it's a new approach, but it's, it's one I'm, uh, I'm doing. Hey, carve out your niche, man. That's, that's, well, what, absolutely. that's the way to do comedy these days, it would appear. But of course, the, um, you say no one's seen it. The, the clip is available online. Uh, the YouTube clip is very, very funny clip it is as well. Oh yeah, it's on it's on YouTube, it's on Facebook, it's uh, it's it's all, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all over the internet. All right, uh, I recommend people check it out and then check out your show tonight at the Rep. Uh, Actually, don't check it out because the 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 material I do in the in the cone thing I'm going to do in the show. So let's just park that for a minute, and okay. everyone in Birmingham come to the Rep this evening. But to be I'll fair, that that. Shift. That clip is five minutes long. Your show's much surely longer than that. There's another fifty minutes there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but there could be yeah. like a five minute sort of sing along portion of the. Yeah, well, people, the... people will, will people will at that bit they'll all stop laughing and rub their chins, going, "I enjoyed this this morning on the internet and uh, having yeah. listened to the discussion on the radio." Or they could spend their time learning the learning the words, and they could join in with this. Like well, the a, words, like a song. the words in it, the words in it are actually. Um, some of the words in it are Mandarin. I had to learn Mandarin to do to do that bit. That's how dedicated I am to this craft. I, I learned Mandarin for a joke. Okay. Well, there are some Mandarin speakers in Birmingham. I'm sure they'll be Excellent. all about it. They'll be all about it. <laughs> uh, Garrett, thank you so much for having a chat with us this morning ahead of your long oh, drive you and your show tonight. Hope it goes really well. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Garrett Millerick. Cheers. Bye. Bye. All right. There you go. First first guest on the show done. <laughs> we've got uh, more to come on the Brum Radio Comedy Show uh, Jess Foster Q is going to be talking about Hench a little bit later on uh, and Rob Orton uh, is going to be talking about his show which is called Time uh, we're going to be grabbing him on the phone hopefully very soon If you're a fan of pasta, we've got a great offer for you. Pasta evangelists make delicious, fresh, handcrafted Italian pasta dishes and deliver them straight to your door. You get sent everything you need to prepare your meal in just five minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of 10 delicious dishes with vegetarian and gluten-free options. You can have regular deliveries or just order once. They get rave reviews as well, with Times food critic Giles Corrin calling their food mind-blowingly delicious. You can try pasta evangelists pasta yourself and get handcrafted pasta meal for two for just £4 with our special discount code so go to pastorevangelists.com and put in the code brum radio for 10 pounds off your first order ah the isley brothers make everything better yes play those drums uh it's the brum radio comedy show on uh, 12th of march 2020 with me james cook and uh, talking about some shows that are coming up in and around birmingham in the next few weeks on the 20th of march at the rep uh, there is a show uh, featuring rob orton who joins us on the phone right now hello rob hello how you doing i'm good man i'm good it's a technically difficult show today i'll be honest with you we, oh, yeah. This is the second uh, live phone interview in a row, and I'm not used to that. And so I'm panicking a little bit, but I think it's going really well. All right. Uh, so, Rob, uh, for people who've <laughs> not seen uh, you before, uh, fools yep. that they are, uh, how would yep. you describe what it is you do? Um, well, since 2012, we've been going up to the Edinburgh Festival, doing a show on a specific theme. Uh, just picking a topic and writing an hour-long show about it. So, first of all, I did a show all about the colour yellow. 
called The Yellow Show. Then I did a show about the sky called The Sky Show. Then I did uh, what about faces, then water, then sleeping, then uh, hair, then talking. And this one's about time. And basically, it's just an opportunity for me to go off on one about a subject, really, and try and explore it for myself. And uh, I do a lot of spoken word and poetry gigs and gigs at comedy nights and theatres and things like that. And uh, some of it's funny, some of it's not funny. And uh, yeah, it's just a. Uh, so it's, it's, fair, just, it's fair to say yeah. you're multi-genre. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. let's let's say it's that. It's funny. Yeah. The, the funny bits of the comedy. They're not funny bits. Huh? That was the spoken word. Yeah, exactly. And if it rhymed, exactly. that was a poem. Yeah. Um, and what I like about that, Rob, is that the themes you choose aren't like the themes that uh, that other comedians would write shows about. So, like, a comedian would go, oh, I'm going to do a whole thing about uh, relationships or I'm going to do, yeah. like, a politics show. But you went, no, I'm going to do a show about yellow. Yeah. Well, the reason was was because I bought a yellow coat and um, and I put it on and I thought, oh, feel great in this coat and i thought what if i write a full show about the color yellow how happy could that make me and um yeah the answer was not very happy but i really enjoyed doing the show and yeah. uh got, i like cut out some um cardboard glasses for the audience to wear and put yellow acetate in them you know like the old 3d glasses yeah yeah, yeah. and um basically i just wanted to try and make a show that stood out on the royal mile in edinburgh when you're flying so flying so i had um a lo- like a yellow paddling pool and covered and, but um so the people who like the flyering technique uh were to come to the show and then the people who didn't didn't come and that's it it's good that's the good thing about my shows at the moment is that the people who are coming the people who like it they come back the next year and the people who don't like it they don't come back and i'm so pleased that it's that way around you know yeah it's self-selecting uh, well, yeah, man. Yeah, if it was the other way around, it'd be horrible, wouldn't it? The people who liked it, it then would, never it came again, and the, yeah, the people no, who yeah, hated yeah, it no. were like, "Let's go and hate watch Rob Orton." That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, a lot of comedians they'll have like some kind of major life changing event and come up with a show about it, and you were like, "I bought a coat." <laughs> that's my show. That's, yeah. that's a wonderful thing. Um, so, th- but that, anyway, let's talk about um, the show you're doing at the Rep on the 20th of March, which is called Time. So what was the inspiration yeah. by that? Was it a new watch? <laughs> no, it wasn't, actually. I just buy the same watch every time. The Casio, um, is it the W? I can't remember. But yeah, the industry it's, standard it's, one that yeah, everyone has. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't... For me, watches are a bit like um, umbrellas and pens. I just lose them all the time. Um, so I don't, I've never spent so much money on a watch. But with the time show, it was... Um, Basically, with all the shows, I've, I just want to talk about something that I've got in common with other people and uh, that I take for granted. And I love the fact that it's all been, the, you know, the, the shapes of numbers and the hours in the days and the minutes and the seconds. Is you know, someone sat down or a group of people came to the conclusion that we're going to have sixty minutes in an hour, and um, I just love that how man made it is. And I just want to try and. Um, just explore that and um and uh because it frees me up well it's like what steve jobs said like how you when you realize that pretty much everything has been um conceived by people who aren't that much um well i was gonna say smarter than well it's a good quote anyway look it up yeah yeah. well it's not that they're not smart it's just they're from you know a long time ago 
No, exactly. And, and yeah, just not, by not, the yeah, sheer yeah, yeah, yeah. of how yeah, yeah, yeah. time works, they just didn't know a lot of stuff that we kind of know and take for granted now. No, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you also have uh, you have a podcast as well, don't you, Rob? Um, I do. Yeah. Which has to be said, like a lot of comedians have a podcast. I mean, we podcast this show, for example. But yeah. yours is uh, a lot of them do it sort of every uh, week. Um, yeah. A lot of them are kind of when they can be bothered. You're doing it every day. Your podcast is daily. Yeah, they're very short though. So they're about uh, three. Some are some are two minutes. Some are ten minutes. And um, with the podcast, it's all the writing and ideas that I've had and um, that I want to share with people really because I've got a lot of stuff from the old shows and stuff that I've put in my book and things like that and I just I just got an opportunity to um, make a podcast and put some music behind the pieces and uh, yeah hopefully it's just a it's just something uh, that people can uh, listen to for a, a couple of minutes a, a day and uh, for people really, with like yeah. a really short commute yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like work like three kitchen. doors down or something yeah, yeah if they yeah, work yeah, from yeah. home the perfect yeah. podcast for a commute absolutely perfect yeah for walking down the stairs yeah. <laughs> All right, and you started that this year, is that right? Yeah, I started it. Oh, yeah, first of January, and um, it's going to be going all year. And uh, no, I love it. It's just I just basically just want to try to test myself and see if I can see if I could do things really. So when I went up to the Edinburgh Festival for the first time, I was doing um, a fifteen minute slot in an hour hour long show, and there was four of us, and uh, I saw people were doing it hour-long shows and I thought oh, I'd love to love to try that and then I, I did it and some shows went great some were some didn't go so well and then I went back the next year and just trying to the best thing about the podcast is that it's got me writing more stuff and I just love that I just uh, anything that kind of drives me and puts pressure on me to try to test myself I think is um worthwhile doing really and uh it's great I mean nothing beats the feeling for me of um having a new idea or writing something new and a lot of the time it's just the um just the act of sitting down at the desk and um, yeah just making yourself getting... do the actual work totally yeah, yeah. And, i mean it's, it's just about the work that's what i'm realizing more and more is that, especially this year when i thought right i'm gonna do this podcast and then i'm gonna do a new show i'm doing a new show at the Edinburgh festival this year about crowds called the crowd show and um just it's a good to... theme for this year <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see if anyone's there. But I mean, I mean, and the thing is, with time at the moment, with all this stuff of washing your hands for twenty seconds, and um, I was reading something earlier about um, uh, if you to find out if you have got the you know you get these articles, and they said if you can breathe in, do a massive deep breath for ten seconds, and then hold it for ten seconds, then you're all right. Um, and you're not infected, but um, and you know all that stuff. That's all about time, isn't it? And uh, yeah. Anyway, didn't mean to talk about that. That's all right. I just held my breath for ten seconds, and I'm fine. Yeah, I'm a bit of a nice. hypochondriac, so I'm delighted to hear that I'm going to be all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least be around to March twentieth uh, for your yeah. show, Rob. Um, that, I mean, it's a terrific. Thing. So, in terms of like, sorry for getting a bit hung up on this. So, like no, tomorrow's no podcast. Yep. Have you? Do you know what you're going to be doing on the podcast tomorrow? Is it already recorded? When When do you do it? Yeah, no, we do them in batches. Oh, okay. So we go and record a load and then um, put the music behind them and um, 
this today's one um, is a, is a uh, section from the show I did about faces, and um, uh, yeah, it's just I just yeah just really enjoying putting it out there, seeing what connects with people and and what doesn't, and that's all a really good learning curve as well. Just to see, I mean, it's tr- it's just all trial and error, isn't it, with um, comedy and gigs? And the thing is with this time show that I'm doing is that it's um, I've put it through the mill of Edinburgh and. Do, doing that, like the assault course of Edinburgh, for like your body and your mind, is just, it really kind of doesn't pull any punches and um, lets you know what material works and what doesn't. So hopefully now I've got this, this show in a, in a state, and I'm meant to be going to Australia a week on Sunday, but... I don't know if that's going to be happening. Well, hopefully, fingers hopefully. crossed that the, the that gets that you get to go or uh, at some point <laughs> to Australia. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, I, you know that that sounds great, Rob. I really admire your um, your work ethic and the philosophy behind what it is you do. I think that's yeah, a terrific thing. Man. Really, Thanks really very much. Hey, no worries. Really interesting to chat to you today. Uh, all the best with the show on the twentieth, Rob. Thank you very much. Thanks all for right. having me on. No worries, man. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye. Yeah, Rob Orton there. He's uh, at 20th of March. His show is called Time. And uh, as you've heard, uh, he's uh, got it, uh, you know, knocked it into shape at the Edinburgh Festival. So it's going to be a pretty good show. You know, ideally, had I known, I would have lined up Time is Tight to play now. That would have been perfect. But but never mind. Uh, these things never work out the way you planned. We're going to be talking more about uh, other comedy shows happening in around Birmingham. Also, Jess Fosterkew. Uh, we'll be joining us talking about her show, Hench, which is at Mac uh, this weekend. That's all still to come on the Brum Radio Comedy Show. The Brum Radio Comedy Show with me, James Cook. Wow. So if you're just tuning in at brumradio.com, you've missed... Uh, Garrett Millerick and Rob Orton chatting about their shows. But don't worry, this show will be available to listen again at the Brum Radio website and uh, on our Mixcloud page after the show. And it's going to be podcasted as well, but you don't get to hear the music in the podcast. And let's face it, it's stuff from my... uh my record collection, so it's going to be pretty good. But it is podcasted from wherever you get your podcasts from. You'll be able to find the Brum Radio comedy show. Uh, let's have a look at some things that are happening in and around Birmingham comedy-wise in the next uh, week. So tonight, a couple of the old favourites are happening. The Hollybush, of course, will be running in Cradley Heath with their Crackers open mic night. Um, the uh, Patrick Kavanagh has the Fat Penguin improv show based on a true story where they improvise... A show based on a comedian's material. That's always a good fun show, and it is free entry as well. Unfortunately, there's no comedy carousel tonight at the Glee Club. Um, that has show has been cancelled. I don't know why. I don't know if it's coronavirus thing or something else. But other Glee shows are happening, so uh, I don't I don't know why there's no show tonight uh, at the Symphony Hall. Stuart Lee starts a two night run. Uh, Snowflake and Tornado. It's two different shows. Both of them have pretty much sold out, I think. You might be able to find a single seat or get returns. You're going to see Stuart Lee. Oh, yeah. Uh, the thing about Stuart Lee is... Yeah. Um, and uh, Garrett Millerick, uh, who we spoke to earlier, he's at the Rep tonight. Tomorrow night, the Glee Club weekend shows are back. A strong lineup. 
Danny McLaughlin, uh, one of the best. I assume he's comparing it. He's one of the best compares around. Angelos Epithemu, you know, off of uh, Shooting Stars. He'll be on. And Steve Hughes, Australian comic. Uh, he left uh, the comedy scene for a little bit, but he has come back. He's always uh, an engaging presence uh, to watch. At the Artrix in Bromsgrove tomorrow, Clive Anderson is talking about Macbeth. I suppose it's a comedy show. He's a funny guy. I'm pretty sure that's sold out. Also sold out at the Glee Club, Rachel Fairburn from the uh, All Killer, No Filler podcast is doing her solo show. Saturday night, uh, Gary Poundland and friends are at the Art Tricks. Friend of the show, Gary Poundland. He called in a couple of weeks ago. You can check it out on our podcast archive. Uh, and uh, the Glee Club starts a, uh, a, a run of shows by Alan car uh work in progress shows that of course have already sold out everything's selling out which is a great sign for the comedy scene uh, but not so good when you're doing a, a show trying to plug stuff hmm. uh, sunday night omid jalili is at the core theater project mayhem shams a man friend of the show his shows on at the boston tea party in harborn and at mac jess foster q will be doing her show hench it was one of my favorite shows that i saw in edinburgh last year and uh, i managed to speak to jess a couple of days ago and i started by saying jess how are you i'm so well thanks for having me you're gonna be at mac on sunday yes with your show hedge that's right yeah that's one of those uh young person slang words isn't it maybe it is yeah i don't think that's where i know it from or the context i use it in i am not a young or a cool person not um, at all no i'm quite sort of medium in every respect in terms of coolness and age um no it was somebody gave me a i think it was almost certainly intended as a compliment in the gym by calling me hench and i had a a bit of conflict of um mind over heart i think my brain was going well you're in here weightlifting you know you're getting bigger and stronger, so why are you trying not to cry? <laughs> um, and I thought that that conflict was so fascinating that it was worthy of titling the show and then sort of exploring the ideas of strength and femininity and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what the show is. I haven't made it sound very funny, have I? But I promise it is. With jokes. <laughs> yeah, with jokes. <laughs> That's all right. I've I do been... worry with a show called Hench that people might think it's some kind of fitspiration show. Absolutely not. <laughs> I went to, um, I went to, because I'm on a tour at the moment with the show, obviously, and it's quite hard going. So last week I had like a, a good, really good week of real clean living, no booze. I occasionally have a cigarette. I didn't have any cigarettes. And then I went to the gym on Sunday, a week into this beautiful week of clean living. And then I went, I just went for um, 40 minutes and I felt, a hundred percent disgusting like the most disgusting i've ever felt after the gym and i thought i'm not i hope nobody thinks i'm encouraging sort of daily gym use that is not what the show's about i like the word uh was it fitspiration yeah it's a kind of an instagram hashtag for heartbreaking morons <laughs> i go to the gym every day if i had time it does generally make me feel amazing i just think there's already enough idiocy on social media in terms of people telling other people what to do with their bodies it's the last thing i i want anyone to think i'm doing i just think it's interesting i, I think the the contentious angle in terms of um, me going to the gym is that i i weightlift for strength and for fun whilst eating whatever i want which means that 
in some lights. <laughs> I look quite sort of muscly these days and I love it, but my mum hates it. Lots of people hate it. I think people have got a lot of um, underlying spicy, grotty opinions when it comes to femininity and strength and what a woman is what a woman is allowed to look like when she gets stronger and stronger. Um, and I think a lot of women are very scared of growing their body in any, on purpose ever in any way, even if it's just to look a bit stronger. But there's much more in your show. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot about your son. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and uh, his uh, origin story. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lovely way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I saw the show in Edinburgh and uh, absolutely loved it. It made me cry. Oh, with laughter and in other ways. Oh, it felt like a slap and a hug at the same time. And oh. that routine about the birth of your son is Ooh. one of the most viscerally affecting pieces of stand-up I've ever seen. <gasps> Whoa! Thanks. It's my favourite interview I've ever had. I'm not very hard hitting. They all went like this. Yes, Just come get on. people on and tell them they're great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's very lovely to hear. Thanks. <laughs> I think it's really interesting with something like so. So, I mean, spoilers, but the the birth of my son didn't go to plan, um, and I think there's something. Um, so interesting in how what a gift you've got as a stand-up really in terms of any kind of massive life-shaking I suppose even just sort of physical experience let alone kind of major trauma is that you've got a kind of really lovely outlet for it um, in terms of I think any kind of um, sort of storytelling where you can get the story out but then you're allowed to build on it you're allowed to be creative you know all around it it's um there's I wouldn't I think there's something grossy about watching stand-ups use their work as therapy for themselves I don't mean that but there's definitely a catharsis in um having had the privilege of being able to tell that story again and again and again and again to captivated people and get laughs and bring joy through sharing of such a horrible story when actually and all you're doing is building up it, just, it does help you kind of get over the fact of how awful the original thing itself was being able to share it again and again and again like that it's awesome yeah and i think yeah. most people who've been through a childbirth Mm. Uh, obviously, I can only speak as a bystander. Sure. Um, they never go to plan. No. Um, and that's what was so great about watching that routine, is I've just I've seen so many male comedians, myself included, who become fathers, and then they have their jokes about becoming a father. I've not seen... I can't think of anyone else who's done the birth story in the way that you did in that show. Um, I, I don't. I've never seen a birth story in anybody's stand-up, but that's not to say that I'm the first person to have ever done it. And um, to, to to include a massive name drop, but the one time I ever met a really uh, lovely Dara O'Brien off of Mock the Week, um, he told me that there was an Irish club comedian, and for my sins, I'm afraid I can't remember her name. Um, and he just told me the punchline of her bit, which was so brilliant. Apparently, she'd gone into quite a bit of detail about her horrific birth. And at one point when she's in this hospital ward, this woman, this other woman comes in in labour. Anyway, she, the, her story goes on. She goes off and has this terrible, terrible birth. And 
you know, it's really awful. And then she comes back probably 24 hours later into the same ward. And um, this woman that had come in after her is already all dressed and packed up and leaving and looks like, you know, she must have had the baby about 12 hours ago. She's completely fit as a fiddle, up, sparky, wide awake, the baby's feeding, giggling, you know, and she's like, oh God, you know, how does she do that? And apparently a nurse just turned to her and said, oh, she's in her 20s. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm definitely not the first or necessarily the funniest comedian (laughs) to talk about her birth. I mean, that's just beautiful. Yeah, 20s when you can just cough and it comes out. Yeah. Do you get a lot of parents coming to your show and saying that they relate to the the story you tell there? I do. I get a lot of um I get a lot of women saying, "Oh god, I think we've all had exactly the same birth." Um or you know, we she had similar experiences to me. Um and I get a lot a lot of parents talking about having a similar experience as I then had with my son once he became a toddler and I mean, he was just basically exceptionally violent, so I've got quite a lot of mileage out of that. (laughs) There has to be some silver lining, doesn't there, to having a really naughty, non-compliant and especially physically fizzy, shall we say, toddler. (laughs) Was there ever a moment when you were, I don't know, uh, probably not going through the birth, but probably with the uh, experiences with the toddler where you're thinking, well, this could be a bit... Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, not actually when he's been physically hurting me. (laughs) Yeah, not as the blows rain down, maybe. But um, there was was a time... I mean, one of my big punchlines in the bit of the show that's about him, it's all based in truth, you know. And actually, when you're a comedian and it gets you at your wit's end with your toddler, and they're just so irrational, there's nothing you can do. And that's in the show. And it is like, as soon as he said that in real life, I did think, oh, well, I mean, that's written itself. Because I think it just typifies everything to do with toddlers, doesn't it? There's no rationale. There's, there's, there's often nothing to be done for them. You've just got to weather it. And actually, I think perhaps where I didn't necessarily plan in my stand-up, but have ended up doing, the thing there is I, I don't think I necessarily, you know, when he was born and when he, as he grew up, I didn't think, I certainly didn't think, oh, I'm going to do loads of stuff about my son. And I certainly didn't think, oh, and I'm going to be really honest about how massively crap I am at coping with some of his behaviours <laughs> that's, that's something I've surprised myself with is my own honesty I think but again there's a catharsis in it and I'd much rather personally listen to somebody talk about the stuff that's hard or you know actually how hard it is to cope with someone that irrational than listening to somebody kind of talk about how glorious they think their kid is i mean i find that repulsive even socially when people are like that yeah no one likes those mums at the playgroup do they no no it's interesting to think whether anyone would watch it and then go you know i don't think i will have kids i don't (laughs) if that has happened i mean that's maybe awful but good for the planet people have made bigger decisions on less yeah it's true it's been a huge hit the show you've been on the telly yeah they've let me on the telly now what was that like really nice i think there's something really um lovely about kind of feeling like you've earned your stripes <laughs> i think I suppose it's easy to say i'm sure there's something really lovely about getting on telly really quickly in your career as well 
<laughs> but, um, I, I've been doing it 12 years before this Edinburgh, and um, or maybe it was in January, it was 12 years. Yeah, in January, it was 12 years of stand-up. And um, I think, actually, when you wait that long for a break, for a proper break, not that everything's sort of happened overnight, you do slowly build stuff up and your profile and all that stuff, but when you wait that long, then um, it, feels, it just feels quite lovely when it happens. It doesn't feel overwhelming. Um, it's still very exciting, but in a way that's sort of lovely. You think, well, I'm probably good for this now, you know. And so far, I've only done things that have been really joyful to do, surrounded by kind and talented people who know what they're doing. So I'm having a really fun time of it, if I'm honest. I'm just very, um, try and live in the moment, and I'm very aware that, you know, in a year's time, this could have all just been a, you know, a flash in the pan, and maybe it was just one lovely year. So I'm really determined to enjoy everything as it's happening, rather than, I'm not one of those people who's constantly going like, oh, what's next, what's next, what's next? I'm trying to just enjoy the things as they're happening, yeah. And also anything, I think, that makes you look at the career you work in or the world you work in and go, ah, okay, so the harder I work, the better I'll do, is a good thing, right? We have to, even if it's not absolute, we need some belief in meritocracy for our sanity. Everybody does. Yes, (laughs) we do. I still can't be asked to work hard, though. (laughs) Well, fair enough. Stumble around, falling into things as usual. Lovely, lovely. Uh, what next for Jess Foster Q? So I am on tour until June. I'm going to do one last great big whopper send-off show in London on the 24th of July at a really beautiful venue called the Wilton's Music Hall. But yeah, I'm kind of it's a week at a time. So this week I'm off on tour and on. Where am I going? York, Leeds, Oxford, and then Wrexham and Birmingham. And they're all... I think there's like 20 tickets left for Birmingham. So that's what I'm ending this week at the the Mac Midlands Art Centre. I've never been before. I've heard lovely things. And I've got the most brilliant Amy Gledhill supporting me on Sunday as well. She's awesome stand-up. She's also a double act called Delightful Sausage, who got nominated in Edinburgh this year for Best Show as well. So I'm very lucky to have bagsied her as my tour support. And then, yeah, in the grander scheme of things, I'm doing a work in progress uh, up at Edinburgh just for the first half this year. I'm working on two sitcoms that I'm developing. So I'm busy writing a lot in my daytimes at the moment when I'm not travelling for the tour. Um, And, yeah, sort of, I suppose, other than that, watching my son become quite an annoyingly lovely four-year-old, which is going to be the death of the source (laughs) of quite a lot of material for me. Very annoying. Oh, that's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, very annoying. I stare at my kids and I'm like, can't you two just do something funny (laughs) so that I can just go and remember it out loud in front of people? (laughs) It's like you don't want to eat. Excellent. Well, have a great show on uh, Thank you, Sunday. Tim. We'll get that sold out easily, I should think. Yes, please. Hope so. It is an amazing show. I'm telling everyone to go see it. You're lovely. Thanks, mate. It's the Brum Radio Comedy Show. It's me, James Cook. Hello. Talking about comedy things, uh, Jess Foster cued before the music there. Wasn't she great? Uh, and I'm going to see that show on Sunday. I've seen it before. I want to see it again. It was uh, wonderful. Uh, so I, there's like a handful of tickets left. If you can go, go and see it. The show's called Hench. It's at Mac. It's on Sunday evening. 
other things happening next week in around Birmingham. Yeah, for example, on Monday night, it's uh, we got the, the Useful Idiot Night at the Loki Wine Bar. It's a new material night there. Guys, do you want to close the door? You're going to chat in the room there. Welcome to Brum Radio, everyone. Uh, useful idiot on at uh, the Loki Wine Bar in Edgebaston. It's a free entry, uh, New Act, New Material Night, uh, run by uh, Ben Hall, who we spoke to uh, way back in the first ever show. Uh, he's a good guy with his heart in the right place. Um, on oh, Also at the Blue Orange Theatre, the Box of Frogs Improv Comedy Jam is on. If you want to go and say yes and with the Box of Frogs, that's where they'll be. That's free entry as well. On Tuesday, Shappy Corsandi is at the Glee Club with her new show, Confessions of a Club Comic. Um, there is some St. Patrick's Day comedy, which is free entry at the Dark Horse in Mosley, featuring a friend of the show, Craig Dealey. And new material as well from Useful Idiot at the Good Intent in town on Tuesday night. On Wednesday, Lloyd Griffiths at the Glee Club, but that's sold out. Gary Delaney is at the Artrix, but that's sold out as well. Gary Delaney sold out at the Bromsgrove Artrix. Um, Steve Martin and Martin Short were supposed to be at the Results World Arena next Wednesday. I had tickets for that. Uh, They cancelled it ages ago, though. Nothing to do with coronavirus, unless they had some kind of psychic help from someone. Uh, but at the Fat Penguin next Wednesday, that's at the Patrick Kavanagh in Mosley. It's one of the best regular comedy nights around in Birmingham. It's uh, it's free entry. Uh, you pay what you think the show is worth. Jay Handley, who compares it and books it, he really knows what he's doing. He loves comedy. He always puts on interesting acts. And uh, Sean McLaughlin, who's always great to watch, he is part of the lineup next Wednesday. So that will be worth popping along to if you're in around Mosley. Have they started drilling now as well? Man, it's like Liberty Hall around here. It's, it's, yeah. Can you hear that? They're drilling next door. It's a radio station. Honestly, <laughs> never mind. So that's loads of stuff happening in and around Birmingham uh, for you to check out. Uh, this is the Brum Radio Comedy Show. Ah, oh, that takes me back. It's the Brum Radio Comedy Show with me. James Cook, we're running out of time here on the show, guys. It's that's not a coronavirus-based uh, comment, um, uh, but and there won't be a show next week, not because of coronavirus, because of other reasons. Uh, so we'll be back in two weeks' time when our special studio guest will be uh, Phil Pages, uh, who uh, local uh, comic, joke writing writing man, star of the News of the Jokes podcast. He'll be talking about his brand new comedy venture that's happening over in Coventry. Talking to him all about that. I am uh, off... Where am I doing? Well, this weekend I'm supposed to be doing a family thing this weekend, uh, which meant not doing any gigs because it's a family thing. But then I managed to pick up a gig on the way to the family thing on Friday night in, uh, in that London. But it's a school gig. Uh, I don't mean like for the school kids like for the parents at the school um, and uh, no one has any idea where the schools are going to be closed at the moment we're waiting to hear what Cobra have to say oh Ireland have just closed their schools well they're only over the border maybe it'll be a snake maybe everyone's just jumping on the closing schools bandwagon yeah that'll sort it let's close all the schools we're fine now uh, anyway so I might be gigging I might not be last weekend I did some crazy mileage went up to Whitehaven in the Lake District for a gig. It was a fun gig, though. And the night after, I was at a uh, cricket club in uh, North Staffordshire. 
that wasn't actually in the cricket club. It was in the uh, village hall. Lovely lineup. Paul McCaffrey and Paul Sinner were both on, who incidentally have been on this show previously. And I was comparing, and the guy, the organisers, did that thing that sometimes happens at these gigs where um, they get up first and do a little introduction. They're usually just like, hi, everybody, thanks for coming along. We'll raise money for a good course. Anyway, here's the compare. Uh, but the guy who did it at this event went on for seven minutes before he brought me on. I do love a bit of pre-compare comparing. Anyway, so uh, remember you can check us out on Mixcloud if you want to listen to the whole show again with the music. If you don't want to hear the music, you can get it on a podcast from wherever you get your podcasts from. So we'll be back in two weeks with more comedy-related shenanigans. Until then, uh, this is the Brum Radio Comedy Show. And me, James Cook, saying uh, ta a bit. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.